it, it was so way nice. easier to handle the extensions like they get so tangled and mm-hmm. right you like rip it out halfway through like the guys listening right now are like i do not know this struggle at all <laughs> <laughs> hey there welcome to rave culture cast your weekly guide to the edm community music festivals and more hosted by me emma capotis each week i'll be covering everything from dance music culture industry news trending topics and festival tips advice and reviews you can also expect to hear stories from ravers artists business owners and more tune in every wednesday for your weekly dose of peace love unity and respect Hey guys, welcome back to Rave Culture Cast, your weekly guide to the EDM community, music festivals, and more. I'm your host, Emma Capotis. What is up, fam? Welcome back to another episode. I have a lot to catch you guys up on today. I'm going to share some, I guess, like updates really quickly and exciting announcements, and then we're going to dive right into today's episode. So I hope you guys are pumped. Hope you're having an incredible summer so far. Y'all, this is the first episode of August. All right. This shit is going to go by that fast. It's so crazy. I'm not ready for it to be over. So very much looking forward to this month. Uh, I've got a family vacation coming up this month, which I'm excited about. Uh, Don't worry. We're not taking a break. You're still going to have episodes coming out. Still having all types of content because we are about to pop off on the busiest fall festival season probably a lot of us have ever seen and I have a lot of content in store for you guys whether it's here or on my YouTube channel it's all coming so I'm super excited Um, you guys can always connect with us at rave culture cast and myself at Emma Capotis to stay up to date on everything we have going on this past weekend I actually got to go to the Brooklyn Mirage which if none of you guys have ever been there before it's my favorite venue I know I'm biased because I live in New Jersey But it's literally the best venue ever. The Brooklyn Mirage is sort of like the outdoor space. And then Avant Gardner is the like premier dance music venue. That's the indoor space. But they're all attached to each other. And there's a couple other smaller rooms that are in this venue as well. So I actually am going to be doing a video very soon on my YouTube channel going over everything you need to know. If you plan on attending shows at either the Mirage or Avant Gardner in the future, Um, Because it's definitely a destination for dance music fans, especially in New York City and in Brooklyn. So I went to Nora and Pure this past weekend and it was amazing. Um, Definitely a different vibe than some of the shows I've been doing more recently. I think this was I've done three so far this summer and I have one more coming up and then a bunch in the fall. Um, It's going very fast. But this was like all deep house, a little bit of tech house, such like I don't know how to describe it. Such a different vibe. It was a more mature crowd, that's for sure. But it was beautiful. Like her theme is all like underwater. So they had these projections on the wall that was like just beautiful scenery. She had a bubble machine. The lighting was all like blue tones. It was just really, really vibey overall. We had an amazing time. I also got to see Cassian for the first time, which highly, highly recommend him. I'm going to talk about him next episode. But if you guys like Tech House, love Cassie and I can't stop listening to him but it was a beautiful set Nora played two sets she played sunset and she came on again at midnight it was amazing um so yeah really incredible the next show that I have which is technically the last of summer for me is Jaws's block party I'm gonna die it's definitely way more bass heavy bass heavy but there's gonna be some bass house as well um and that's coming up this upcoming weekend Sunday the 8th so hopefully I'll see some of you guys there but that's kind of what's been going on in my life um definitely trying to hit up a lot of shows really enjoy Brooklyn this summer 
Um, And then, like I said, I'm going to have a family vacation coming up. So I'm very much looking to like relax this month, refocus, and then gear up for an extremely busy fall. So that's what we're doing this month in August. Um, Quickly, a really big announcement that I'm excited to share with you guys. So I get this question pretty often. I know there are a lot of people out there who want to become content creators or you guys might want to share your passion for festivals online. So maybe you want to start vlogging the festivals that you go to or maybe you want to start an Instagram page and share your videos or your photos or festival fashion, whatever it might be. If you have considered starting a page or a channel, um, my good friend Vibe with Aid and I are going to be hosting a masterclass this upcoming Monday, August 9th. I believe it's going to be at 8 p.m. Eastern. Um, and it's going to be all about how to become a festival content creator. So we're literally going to walk you through the process of how to set up your pages, how to come up with content ideas, what equipment you're going to use, how to shoot a successful festival vlog. Like we're going to walk you through everything you need to know about becoming a content creator in this space. So if that is something that interests you, I will put the enrollment link down below. It's $27 for this masterclass. It's going to be about an hour and a half and we're going to have a live Q&A at the end. So I'm so excited. She and I have been working on this for a really long time um, and it's our first collaboration together in sort of like the coaching realm. So we're really pumped about it and I hope to see some of you guys there. Um, lastly, I'll say if you aren't already a part of our Facebook or Discord group, definitely check it out, especially as we go into festival season. I will be coordinating our family meetups so we can finally meet in person because it's been forever. Um, I'll be doing that in the Discord group. We have a meetup channel and then I also do it in the Facebook group. I'll create events when we decide on like places and times and all of that good stuff. So I think that's all I have. Um, really quickly, I want to introduce a new segment. So I realized I wanted to start sharing more music with you guys again. I know I've like tested all different kinds of things on this podcast. So thank you for bearing with me. I was doing affirmations. I used to do um, song recommendations of the week. I've done listener of the week. I'm always trying to evolve and try new things. I want to start highlighting artists every episode. So I'm going to pick an artist at the beginning that I highly recommend you check out. Um, And I'm just going to talk a little bit about them. And it's just people that I've been like obsessed with lately and I can't stop listening to. So I'm going to start this off with Will Clark, who I came and described. So basically this came about, I already knew who Will Clark was, incredible house artist, but I just went to the Elro show two weeks ago in New York City and I caught his set and it blew me away. It was so good like the most incredible tech house vibes but also kind of like an underground gave me very like rave warehouse kind of set and he was at the perfect time like they put him on at 1 30 in the morning and like you know people were doing whatever they were doing but he catered to the crowd so incredibly well it was the most amazing like underground house like clubby kind of set and I loved every second of it so I've been listening to him nonstop. Um, I love his tracks Hallelujah, Run Run, Can't Stop Playing That and Check his song with Hilo, Chef's Kiss. So 10 out of 10 recommend you guys check out Will Clark if you are into this type of music. You will not be disappointed. He has plenty of sets online on YouTube as well if you want to hear what a full set is like. Um, also, if you guys are going to ARC Music Festival, he's playing that festival, so I'm not missing his set. And he's also playing an after party. So TBD if we're going to go to that. But this week's artist highlight is Will Clark. All right. With all that being said, uh, because I talked about becoming a festival content creator, this was very fitting for today's episode because I wanted to have a content creator in this community come on. 
So please join me in welcoming Bella. She goes by at Issa Banger online. She's a content creator in this community who makes all kinds of videos, TikToks, photos. Um, She's a model as well. She posts incredible festival fashion. So definitely check out her page if you guys are looking for a little bit more like grungy um, inspiration for your outfits. And then she also works with a rave clothing brand called Scummy Bears, which is really cool. So she was able to take her content online and get noticed by a brand and now is able to work in this community, which I know like that's the dream kind of job for some people. If you know you want to be in this industry, you've got to figure out a way that you can do it full time. So I believe now she works with um, organizing their influencer program. So it's really cool. She was able to turn her content into a full time job. Um, So yeah, we're going to chat with her today all about festivals, um, festival fashion, style, content creation, TikToks, like all that good stuff. And again, if you guys are thinking about doing something like this, definitely check out the masterclass that Aiden and I have coming up next Monday. So with all that being said, please join me in welcoming Bella to the podcast. Awesome. Okay, you guys, today I am joined by Bella. She is an incredible online creator. Uh, You guys probably recognize her from some of her videos online, um, her incredible rave fashion, all that good stuff. So today uh, we're just going to get to know you a little bit better and hear your story and all that good stuff. So please join me in welcoming Bella to the podcast. Hello. What's up, guys? How are you doing? I'm doing good. Yeah. How's summer going? It's going. It's been super rainy here, which is weird. Apparently, I don't know. I'm not digging that, but yeah, we get summer weather here soon, so I can go to the beach and enjoy it. And you're recently moving. You just moved to Florida, right? Yes, I just moved to Florida. Apparently, I brought the rain. The rain. Yeah. <laughs> everyone I talked to was like, "We've never seen this much rain before. It's been like 15 years." Oh no! Oh my gosh! Well, where are you in Florida again? Jacksonville. Nice. Okay. Yeah. We were talking about this last time, you guys, just an FYI, we recorded this before, but then of course I deleted the footage out of zoom like an idiot. So this is take two, but everything happens for a reason. So we're back again. Um, but yeah, so for, for anybody who isn't familiar with you, can you just tell us a little bit like about yourself, what you do, all that good stuff? Yeah. So, um, Let's see. I grew up in California, but I moved up to Washington to go to the University of Washington, where um, I studied Spanish, actually. Oh, wow. But yeah, um, now I work for Scummy Bears doing social media stuff, um, like influencer outreach, marketing, all that good good stuff. Stuff. Yeah. And how do you guys get connected? Um, So actually... I honestly, I followed the brand a couple of years ago and I just always really loved their stuff. And then during quarantine, um, I started making a lot of videos with their stuff and mm-hmm. um, I actually met them and we're kind of friends. Like we've hung out a couple of times. So um, they, the, one of the owners was like, I really have no idea what is going on with TikTok. Like, I don't even know mm-hmm. how to get started on that. Would you mind helping me out? So I kind of took over their TikTok at that point and started nice. growing it. And then, yeah, it just kind of grew from there. Cool. I love it. It's just good to hear like an entryway into all this stuff. Cause like for you guys listening today, we're going to definitely chat about like festivals, but definitely rave fashion and online content creation as well. Cause I find it so interesting, but for anybody listening who is like considering starting like a 
platform or page or something like that. I just find it so interesting how like you can just be doing your own thing, right? Like creating videos on your own, doing your own thing, just putting stuff out there. And then that can eventually lead to a job in an industry you're really, really interested in. So start creating out there, people. You never know. You really never know. Like you never know who's watching your videos and like, or your content Mm -hmm. and what could come from it. Honestly, if you're putting out like your authentic self and you are, you know, like unique and, Mm -hmm. and standing out, I think anything can happen really. You don't have to have like a ton of followers or anything. Yeah, definitely not. No, there's so much power in all the micro influencers and stuff like that. So that's so cool. And you're gearing up for a busy festival season, right? In the fall. Yes. It's going to be very busy. Um, it'll be my first time working like festival booths was coming. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking forward to seeing what all that entails. It should be pretty wild. Where are you guys going to be yet? Do you know? Yeah. So, so far we're going to be at uh, base Canyon, uh, lost lands. will have like a vending booth in the fest- in the festival and campgrounds. Cool. Uh, we'll be at EDC. Um, we were trying to do hard, but that one didn't end up working out. Mm-hmm. And then there's a couple more little ones that we're trying to trickle yep. into, but we'll see. Nice. A lot of the bass music festivals. Oh, yeah. that's going to be so fun. Yeah. Let's a lot talk more music with like bass artists. So yeah, that's true. Yes. A lot. True. 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 Yeah. Guys, I'll put a link in the description box. If you want to check out any of their clothing and stuff like that, but let's chat music where, like, where did you get the interest in dance music. When did this all start for you? Cause everybody has a different story and kind of like got here some way, but how did you get involved in the dance music scene? Yeah. So, um, honestly, dance music has kind of always been a part of my life. Um, my mom was nineties raver and she had me super young. So, um, I have just a ton of memories just cruising down the car, down the road in a car, yeah. the two of us like listening to Cascade and like Daft Punk and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Oh, Sorry, I'm getting a text message on my laptop. That's going to be me as a mom, by the way. (laughs) Literally going to be making candy with my children. It's a good memory. So your kids will enjoy it. Good, good. That's awesome. (laughs) Yeah, And then I got into high school and I got more into like Skrillex and Flux and Zed's Dead. Like, and then I kind of grew more into like dubstep. Mm. That's my thing. Uh, But I honestly, I love it all. I love house. I love dubstep. Um, I'm not huge on trance or mm-hmm. um kind of hard style I guess Not yep but other than that pretty much acquired taste yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my boyfriend like loves hard style nice. so we'll see in the crowd and he's like yes yes and I'm like oh I'm trying I'm trying <laughs> yeah exactly that's all that's all you can do I always wonder if that will change too because I feel like a lot of people um go through this like evolution with like genres and things like that I just even was thinking about that recently I was like I'm like so proud of myself for my in-depth knowledge now but like everybody starts somewhere and I always wonder that I'm like in 10 years from now am I going to be like into hard style like I don't know you never know where you're going to end up but you got to taste a little bit of everything that's the beauty of festivals at least you can at least check it out if you want to Exactly. Yeah. You can broaden your horizons if you, if you mm-hmm. choose. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Okay. So you're, so in high school, college, like, were you starting to go to shows or festivals? Yes. So, um, I actually, I spent my junior year of high school abroad in Spain and that was when I went to like my first rave. Um, mm. I like army crawled through some grass and like snuck it. <laughs> <laughs> That's it awesome. I love that memory, but, um, yeah. And then 
I kind of, that was like my first taste of like, holy crap, there's freedom and mm-hmm. everyone's just like dancing, being themselves, like no one cares. So I was immediately sucked in. Um, but then when I came back to the US, I was still underage. So I had to take mm. a little pause before I could get back into it. But yeah. Got it. Ooh, that's so interesting. Yeah, I, I, I do not have any experience with the international crowd, but I always think that in my head now. I'm like, I just think it will change you because it's a completely different culture there than it is here. So yeah. I can't even imagine like what the scene is like. Do you remember like any of the music you were listening to at those shows? Yeah. So it was actually, it was a lot of like hard style, honestly. Interesting. Um, that okay. was where I pretty much started in drum and bass. Um, sorry. I said, I said hard style. I meant drum and bass. Okay. Little. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> yeah. A lot of drum and bass, a lot of house, um, a lot of techno, uh, uh, us American ravers get a lot of hate from UK ravers. I don't know if you've experienced mm. that yet, but especially on TikTok, um, just like the outfits, yes. not, I had no idea any of like the rave fashion that we had here because mm-hmm. they kind of go in like, you're like kind of grungy. Casual. Clothes, like, yeah. Casual, like, you don't really like dress up the gems, like the mm-hmm. candy, it's not a thing at all. So when I came back, I was like, whoa, what is plur? This is right. so cool. I loved it. That's so crazy. I, I yeah, I, I think it's just such an interesting take on it. And I agree with you. I've seen some of those like people come through on TikTok when one of your TikToks pops off and it gets into a crowd that like doesn't know anything about you or like your background. It's like, okay, we're open to a whole new world here. But yeah, I agree. Like from any of the vlogs I've watched from like awakenings or tomorrow, even Tomorrowland, like since it's so big, I feel like some people will dress a little bit like ravey, but for the most part, I totally agree. You just like look in the crowd and everyone's like super casual, not candy isn't a thing. Like it's just so different. Yes, it is. It's a much different vibe. People here are like more willing to adopt you into their crew and like Mm kind of want to, you know, people want to talk to you for a minute and yeah kind of like you know get to know you a little bit in the crowd and there it was definitely um not like a bad vibe but it was definitely it was more about I'd say like the partying like the dancing and mm-hmm. the like I don't know like yeah I can see what you mean not as much like the rave fam kind of vibe yeah <laughs> yes 100 percent like interesting yeah. oh that's so crazy okay so then Let's chat festivals. What were some of the first festivals you ever did? Yes. Um, so I think the first like actual like three day festival, like festival, festival I went to was probably Paradiso. Um, mm. I struggle to remember the year now, but I think it was like 2016, 2017. Okay. Around there. Um, but yeah, that was honestly pretty life-changing for me because before that I had only been to like um venues and warehouses or you know mm-hmm. in Seattle that are like kind of smaller and um I'd never been to the gorge before so that was just mind-blowing the site right. was amazing wow but yeah I kind of like decided to make them more part of my life after that show Mm, okay. Yeah. I'm sad that that I know there's like other events there and they're doing like beyond wonderland, but I'm sad that the, like, I never got to experience parody. So, cause I know that festival is kind of like on its way out. Yeah. USC had a whole bunch of shenanigans happen. So mm-hmm. 
They are yeah. no longer around. But the like right before COVID happened, Live Nation was really coming up here and stepping in and throwing mm. a lot of stuff. And then we also have um, White Rabbit Group, who is starting to do a lot of events up there. So cool. I don't live up there anymore, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Last time to you guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. No, I've heard, I mean, I've never been to that venue, but I've just heard the most like incredible things. And same thing with like the special shows, like if Seven Lions does one of his, or like, I know ABGT um, above and beyond like experience like that. Oh my God. I would fly out there in a heartbeat for that. I never went to one. I was like, oh, <laughs> Just do it. Do the things, you guys. Exactly. (laughs) Do the things, buy the ticket. We were just talking about that before we came on here, just like the flights racking up right now. Cause I think everybody, I mean, this is an interesting timing to do this like interview too, because like August seems a little quiet. I feel like if you have maybe like hard coming up this weekend, but you know, a lot of festivals got canceled for August that would normally be happening. So I feel like we're kind of like this next month will be full preparation mode to go into this absolutely insane fucking fall schedule, which every weekend there's something it's like going to be absolutely not. So I don't know. <laughs> That's how, yeah, exactly. My family's like, can we do a family vacation really quickly to the beach? Like not associated with like dance music at all. I'm like, honestly, that's probably a good idea right now. <laughs> probably need it. <laughs> yeah. Like, so you don't have a vacation when you go to a festival. Like, yeah, it's just nonstop dancing. You're going to like go like home and then relax from your festival for a Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> how do you prepare for a festival? Me? Oh man. Um, I am honestly like a major overpacker. I start packing probably like a week or two before just cause I'm so excited. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then, um, I don't know. I definitely drink a lot of water. Um, even though I don't really do any paraphernalia shows anymore, mm-hmm. um, just like my body doesn't agree with it anymore. Nothing. Yeah. 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 No hate to anyone that does. Um, but yeah, I don't know. How do I prepare for a festival? How do you how do you plan your outfits? Because that's like a whole thing now too. Yes. So I usually have like an idea of what I want to go for based on either the theme or um, maybe I've like gotten a new piece, a new accessory or a new wig. Um, and then I kind of build it from there. Mm-hmm. Um, girl your hairstyle has been popping off by the way because so Bella has this like crazy like you do like the braids in the front because you did a tutorial on TikTok and I was like literally taking notes and I've been seeing that hairstyle like everywhere now I'm like girl she started a fucking trend here (laughs) it's so good though oh my god it's so easy um yeah I honestly I've been really intimidated to like actually try to braid my own hair Mm -hmm. Uh, I'll like have a friend do it or something with extensions obviously I, I can braid my own but right right so daunting and it's you think it's gonna take like two hours but that was so quick I was like I'm gonna do this all the time now it was yeah guys you can check out the the video on um her TikTok but I think the thing with that is like the French braiding with like putting colored extensions in I like did it a couple years ago and was good at it and then like I think over quarantine didn't practice for a year and a half and like have attempted to do it again now can can no longer do it it comes out so shitty so when I saw you do this hairstyle like it's essentially just normal braiding, which is so much easier and it just looks so cool. So I'm definitely trying that at a festival. Yes, I can't wait. Do it. It, it was so way good. easier to handle the extensions. Like they get so tangled and mm-hmm. right. Wanna, like rip it out halfway through. Like The guys listening right now are like, I do not know this struggle at all. 
<laughs> Sorry, guys. It takes I us a lot more energy. Guys with some really cool braids at FK and Sunset, like nice braided back with glitter and stuff. I'm loving. Oh, that's it. awesome. Yeah, I love when guys get into it. I went to um an like, Elro show for the first time. Yeah, the beard, beard glitter. So like, go crazy. Have as much fun with it as you possibly can. But yeah, I want to chat more about fashion too, because like, what has your evolution with like festival fashion been like over the last few years? Yeah. Oh man. I could show you a picture from the first rave I ever went to and you'd be like, yeah, <laughs> but I think I was wearing like a jean jacket and jean shorts. But <laughs> Love it. Yep. It's always the jean shorts. Always. That's like the starting, the start out. Yep. But yeah, it definitely evolved. Um, I remember back in the day we would just like take a bra and like glue a bunch of sequins on it. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you'd find like a tutu or whatever or makeup and like, going that just like copious amounts of body glitter Mm -hmm. Um, but I say uh over the years I definitely have gotten a little bit more like edgy with my style um and I like to be different like there's only so many ways you can be different with rave wear because you're just honestly Mm -hmm. kind of trying to wear as little clothing as possible because it's so hot Yeah, (laughs) yeah yeah I try to like I don't know add a little bit of spice to all my outfits now mm-hmm. oh my gosh where do you get inspiration from oh man all over honestly um I watch a lot of <laughs> I watch a lot of like uh making the cut um America's Next Top Model stuff like nice. that I don't know why I just love America's Next Top Model is so good yeah <laughs> <laughs> yes yeah, so I've been watching that since I was like a little kid so yeah yeah um, yeah, I honestly, I love fashion in general. Um, I like high mm-hmm. fashion, street fashion, um, street wear. So um, I kind of just, I guess, get influence from that, influence from the things right around everywhere. Yeah, yeah, Scummy has definitely helped a lot with my, I don't know, like rave wear taste. I feel like mm-hmm. a lot of rave wear was, is very feminine. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I kind of stray towards like, less feminine side yeah yeah definitely I know I love your style I think it's so cool and you're you have like all the like you mentioned like sometimes you can base an outfit around a wig too because you have some really really cool interesting wigs where do you get those from normally so my first few I got from Amazon um and you can get a lot of like really cool unique ones on Amazon Mm -hmm. Uh, but lately I've been getting them from late unicorns just because they're way better quality they Mm -hmm. stay less frizzy and uh, just look a lot better there's more hair so lately I've been getting them from there love it yeah I think I don't know I feel like wigs are like a step up like for anybody who's like listening and it's like just getting started like none of this is necessary in the beginning like you know be comfortable wear what feels good but I'm the same as you like I get inspiration from people like yeah tv shows instagram majorly instagram and just literally anytime I see someone who has a cool outfit, I'll just like tap on it, see what clothing companies they tag, like go to their pages, see what photos they have tagged. Like, I feel like it's just a never ending cycle. And I have so many collections on Instagram of just like saved accessories and outfit ideas pretty much. Me too. Honestly, that feature has really stepped up my rave game. The fact that you can save posts on Instagram. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's the best. Oh my God. But, but yeah. And then like wigs, I feel like are a whole nother step up that you can kind of add to fully t- change your outfit. Cause I did, I'm doing an outfit for EDC. That's like all white. And I was just going to do like my hair and do like, like a cool hairstyle. And then I have a white wig from lit unicorns and I put it on and I was like, fuck, 
I have yes. to wear the white wig. <laughs> it changes the whole vibe. But honestly, I, um, oh my, sorry, my dad's calling me. Um, I will totally rip my wig off halfway through the night and stick yeah. it in my backpack on my locker. Like, don't be yep. afraid to wear it for the first half of the day and then t- take it off and let your hair down. Because they, they do get a little bit tight and a little bit heavy. Mm-hmm bit hot but agreed off your outfit so much it's it's really hard for me to style anything without a wig now yeah I know and it looks <laughs> so good online too I mean like with with all the videos you're creating can you talk a little bit about like your process now like how often are you filming where do you come up with ideas all that good stuff yeah so before I would kind of have um, a content day where I would style a look and make a bunch of videos but um, I found that lately I am doing probably two or three looks a week mm-hmm. um, just to keep up. Honestly, it's, mm-hmm. there's, it's a lot. There's a lot of trends always going on on TikTok. And um, if you're like a couple days late, you can totally miss it. So mm-hmm. it's kind of, um, yeah, it's kind of hectic in that way, but. Yep. Any tips for growing on the platform? Oh, honestly, TikTok is like a whole nother ball game. It's yeah. hard. Uh, I'd say consistency is really key on there. Mm-hmm. Um, if I go like a weekend without posting something, my engagement on Monday is just like trash. Yeah. So um, that I'd say, um, and then making the trends your own. Um, so mm-hmm. you see a lot of the same trend because that's, you know, like what you do on TikTok. You, right. you do the same trend, you do the same sound, but um, just like making it unique or your own in some way. I feel like really helps it stand out. Mm, I feel like TikTok is kind of oversaturated at this point. Like Mm -hmm. there's a lot of creators. There's a just, it's a lot, Mm -hmm. like a whole world. And like, I don't know, I think, yeah, just like maintaining your authenticity and like Mm -hmm. not straying from that. Because for a moment there, I was like, straying from who I was and I was just doing the trends because I was like oh like that's you mm-hmm. know what you do on TikTok you do the trends and it it really it didn't have the same like the same effect like the same my audience wasn't enjoying it as much mm-hmm. you know there's just, there's so many different things you have to think about yeah it's a lot of work it is it's a lot of work do you think it's helpful because I get this question all the time is it helpful, do you think, to have like a niche or like a specific topic that you kind of create content around? Or yeah, how do you feel about that? I think it is. Um, but at the same time, there's so many different niches that you mm-hmm. can be in on TikTok that I don't think you necessarily need to stick to one. Okay. Uh, like I'll do videos. It's so weird. Like I'll have videos um, in rave gear, like rave wear and mm-hmm. they go viral, but then I'll do a video in just like, a grungy t-shirt just like dancing to some alt rock music and a girl and I'll or I'll make a video on like just like me being a weird bisexual human being and it goes so it's just like there's so many different niches and so many different like genres that you can be Mm -hmm. I don't think you necessarily like have to pick just one you can that's true you can like you know everyone is a multifaceted person like Mm -hmm. raving isn't the only thing we do you know, totally. as people want to say it's our only personality trait. Right. It's not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my God. 
No, I hear you on that. I think, and like you said, it's about authenticity too. Yeah. Like you're a multifaceted person. You have other interests. Like I think if you have on TikTok, it's weird. Cause I do think they like to categorize you. So I feel like if you have like, you know, some consistency around the content, but you're showing different parts of your personality, it's not going to like hurt your platform. But if you're like, literally every video is a completely different topic from like politics to rave to whatever. I think that could definitely hurt your growth. So you kind of need somewhat of a narrow focus, but yeah. you have to show People your personality. People like want to know who you are mm-hmm. on TikTok. I feel like TikTok is very like on Instagram, you like put forward your best self, you know, like your best pictures and, you mm-hmm. know, like the most fun things you're doing. But on TikTok, like people want to see like, your your grimy like weird mm-hmm. you know like one of my most viral videos was me like it was that trend where it's like take uh film yourself doing what you're doing right now and then put four photos of yourself and I was mm-hmm. like taking a shit so I was like oh, this <laughs> I like recorded myself taking a shit and then I had this one probably one of my most watched videos. That's so <laughs> funny. Yeah. It's all, I literally always think like raw unpolished, like that's TikTok. like yes. just throw it up there. People don't overthink it. Cause the thing with it is also con- like you said, consistency and quantity to a point. So like, obviously, yes, it's worth like putting effort into your TikToks, but like, it's a map about posting a lot, even more than like multiple times a day, if you can maintain that, if not like once a day. So like you can't have every video be overproduced. So you just got to like throw some stuff up there at some point. And yeah. And all the time about the fact that like the TikToks that I try the hardest on are the ones that don't do as good as the ones that mm-hmm. I'm controlling and I have an idea and I put it together really yep. quick. Those ones just do amazing for some reason. I, so weird. Yeah. Oh my God. And it must be interesting for you too. now, like working on both sides of it. Right. Cause like now you're working with a brand in this space as well as kind of like being an influencer yourself. So like, how is it doing that? Like what experience has it been like being on both sides? It is definitely, it's definitely weird. It has opened my mind to so many things that I didn't think about. Um, I'm definitely like a much more consistent creator now because Mm -hmm. I, I know that when brands message you and want to send you something, it's because they like need that content typically, or Mm -hmm. they want that content promoted or shown off, um, right away. So I think before I would kind of like get an offer from a brand or something, I'd be like, Oh yeah. And then I kind of like come up with something in like a week or so and like put it together Mm -hmm. and it would be good. But now I, I know that there is like, even though you want to like you don't want to push people and you don't want to be like annoying as a brand. You don't want to like make someone feel like stressed or anxious about it at all. Mm-hmm. But like now I know that there is like a little bit of a, like not a sense of urgency, but there is like some like, yeah, there's more motivation behind it than I thought about, I guess mm-hmm. before. 100%. Yeah. It's cool to see both sides of it. I agree with you, especially like as people are kind of getting more and more into this and you know, want to become like a content creator or something like that. I feel like it's just good to be aware of like best practices and communicating with brands and what they're looking for and things like that. Cause I I see it all the time, especially now that like the season's about to get busy. You see all these brands posting like comments from people too, like expecting their orders to ship in a week and all that kind of stuff. And you forget that a lot of these companies in this space are very small companies with small teams and like, they need help. They need help with content. They need help with all that good stuff. So 
it's kind of like, how can you establish a really good relationship with a brand so you can kind of work with them long-term? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And honestly, um, I don't know, like as much as like there's value to sending things to people with tons of followers, Mm -hmm. uh, I'd say there's almost like even more value sending it to smaller creators because, um, for one thing, like they put their whole heart and soul into it, right? Mm-hmm. Like they genuinely appreciate it. Like they genuinely care. And I don't know. I, I think that smaller content creators are amazing. Personally. I love Snaps to that. Agree. Yeah. <laughs> 100%. Yeah. Cause I work with brands too. And I'm like, go for the micro influencers. Like they are going to give you so much more what you just said, like, they're going to appreciate it. They're going to go above and beyond for you. Um, and like no hate, but like, as you get bigger or people with big platforms, like it's more of a transaction. Like they are going to ask to be paid. Obviously they might not post as much because they have a bigger platform. Like there's all this like crazy shit that goes in and behind. They have a lot more going on, less time to do, you know? So. Right. Yes, exactly. All these different factors, but no, I mean, it's such, it still feels like a small community, even though it's a really big community in a way, like you see a lot of the same people, a lot of the same brands and stuff like that. So you definitely want to have like a good relationship with, with all the people in this community too, I think. Yes, absolutely. I've been really trying to, um, like push scummy as an inclusive brand too. like Mm -hmm. we, you know, before we would kind of just like send things to influencers and people that were like bigger creators and stuff. But I've, I've started to try to like, I don't know, broaden our horizons a little bit more into like mm-hmm. the community of it because there's not as much of a sense of community, you know, mm-hmm. with some people. Yeah. I think I agree with you. I think 100%, like you see it all the time. Like people want to see different faces, different bodies, like, you know what I mean? Like it should be inclusive. The rave community is inclusive. So I, I completely agree with you on that front and you can tell what brands are trying and what brands are not. Mm-hmm. So I think like at this point, you know, it's, it's good. I'm glad that you're involved in all that stuff. It's a really cool opportunity and everything. Definitely, it's definitely been a learning experience for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's interesting. I mean, you have people have jobs now that like who would have thought these would have been like careers a couple of years ago. It's just, it's interesting how some people just like fall into things too. I don't know. Like I don't really have a job title right now. <laughs> I'm just doing like five different things. My LinkedIn hasn't been updated in a long time. I feel yeah. that people ask me what, what I do for scummy. And I'm like, uh, ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't really know like what my necessarily like what my job title is. <laughs> totally. I know it's crazy, but I mean, that's what happened with a year in, in quarantine when, you know, a lot of people realize corporate America is not for me. Don't want to go back to an office. Like don't, I want to work for myself or I just, I want to have a little bit more freedom in, in yeah. what I'm doing. And so if anybody's listening, who kind of like just knows that you want to be in this industry, if anything, there's so many different avenues and like opportunities, but I feel like you can just start small and like offer your time or something like that and, and volunteer or maybe take like a part-time job. Cause a lot of these companies do need like that extra set of hands. Yeah. hundred percent. Um, and a lot of companies are really small too. So you never know as one is growing, which is what happened with me and scummy, you know, there was only three of them. And as they grew and their need grew, I was able to incorporate myself in, you know, like to what mm-hmm. they did. So 
So cool. Oh my gosh. And yeah, like you're gonna have a busy festival season now this year. What else is coming up for you? What does the second half of your year look like? Oh goodness. The second half of my year, I honestly am just rolling with the punches. Um, our festival schedule is really up in the air. Um, Mm. just because, you know, we're still getting back into the groove of things after COVID and Mm -hmm. so our festivals, you know, all the companies are, yep. It's, you know, it's a process. Mm. So I'm kind of just going with the flow right now. Um, Mm -hmm. they're probably going to be, there's probably going to (laughs) be some booths in my future in the winter. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. It's going to, it's going to be interesting. I can't wait to hear your thoughts on like working an event versus, uh, like just attending as a fan or something like that. It's definitely an interesting side. I, I worked the, um, Elro show in New York city this past weekend. I was like walking through the crowd at some point and people were all kinds of messed up. It was very interesting. <laughs> were you like crowd control or what no, were you I was running, I was running in, um, Elro's Instagram account for the whole show. <laughs> so I was like running around like a mad woman. Like I was on stage and I had to go up and I had to get shots from the crowd. And so I was just trying to like get everything, but like Elro was just such a fucking wild experience. It was my first one. Yeah. 10 out of 10 recommend. Like oh, it was yeah. the craziest shit ever, but yeah, it just like very different experience you know, when you can actually like go and let loose and blah, 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 versus like, you're, you're there to work. You're sober. Yeah. You're watching everything you're on the whole time, <laughs> like trying to yeah. hear what you just posted to make sure it like, <laughs> Oh my God. I know we're like literally sitting in the back. Like me and my friend were like, the Instagram stories aren't posting. And our like boss walked by and he's like, what are you doing? Go have fun. Like get up, stop being ridiculous. Like it will post later. And we're like, I know, I know, but yeah, yeah that's what time. I love about working for scummy as in like going to a festival is that they're always like, you know what, if, if it's not working out, if you don't have service, like just Mm -hmm. enjoy yourself. Like we want you to have fun too. Yeah. That stuff can get posted later. You gotta enjoy. Yeah. You gotta enjoy your life. hundred percent. Any, um, festivals for you that are on like bucket list level that you haven't done yet? Oh yes. Um, I really want to go to Tomorrowland. I really want to go to a festival, outside of the u.s um, it. Yep. because i only went to like little raves and stuff like that so that would be just the experience of a lifetime amazing yeah i know tomorrowland's just like oh it's the dream it's literally the friggin' dream so hopefully the little like places they stay in are so cute i know oh my god we'll see i'm like trying to maybe cop some tickets for next year we'll see because i'm just like it's just one of those things you always think you're going to go. And then it was canceled two years in a row, which is just insane to me. So I'm like next year, if it comes back like full force, I just feel like it will be the most incredible energy ever. Cause people will just be so happy to be there. Seriously, Yeah. I have a lot of friends from over there that are like, you guys are because of raving, like I know festivals. What? <laughs> How it's We're like- very lucky. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's so fucking crazy. I just saw, I think it was on EDM Maniac that the Netherlands literally had to just cancel all the rest of the shows for a summer. Oh shoot! Through September, yeah. That sucks. I know it's crazy because they're having like it, I guess like more cases popping up or something like that, and then there was a show that there was an outbreak at, so they were like, "We're shutting shows down." So yeah, I mean. We're very lucky that we have a full pack schedule and like knock on wood. I keep saying like, I hope there's no issues with anything and we can just fully enjoy ourselves. Yeah. So far I haven't heard anything like crazy mm-hmm. bad come from any festivals. So yep. 
think we're doing pretty good. Yes. yes. We can't wait Crypto to Donnie was all over Twitter like, no, <laughs> no rises in cases. No rises in cases. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. He's the fucking best to follow. But oh my God. Where can people um, connect with you? Where can they find you online? Uh, yeah. So mm-hmm. I'm on Instagram, uh, TikTok. And yeah, it's been 95. Those are my- it's a banger 95 she's gonna be linked down below you guys go show her some love and support bella it was so nice talking to you again it was nice talking to you again too. <laughs> <laughs> take two we nailed it all oh, right bella it. hang tight everybody else i'll be back with edm news Alrighty, you guys, I hope you enjoyed that interview with Bella. Definitely go show her some love and support and check out all her videos online. Um, And again, like I mentioned, if you guys are interested in becoming a festival content creator yourself or you just want to share your vlogs, videos, like you want to talk about your passions as well, definitely check out my upcoming masterclass with Vibe with Aid. It's Monday, August 9th at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central Time. Um, And we're going to be going over everything you need to know about creating a page. And we're going to dive into some other things as well, because Aid is a life coach. So we're going to talk about, you know, if you have any self-limiting beliefs or roadblocks that you kind of come up against that are stopping you from starting and like pursuing this passion, we're going to address those as well. So it's going to be really incredible time. I can't wait to work with all of you guys inside of that. So there will be a link in the description box if you're interested. Uh, With that being said, let's just jump right into some news because I've got a lot to cover here. Um, Okay, so first and foremost, we have the full lineup for Seven Lions Chronicle Chapter 3 show, which is going to be at the Gorge September 11th. Um, You've got Seven Lions headlining, and then you've got Nightmare and Abraxas, which is so exciting. Abraxas is his side project with Demibo, um, and it is their side trance project. You've also got sets from Jason Ross, Alpha 9, Trifecta, Last Heroes, Haleen, Live Set, and Gemintori. If I could, I would be at this in a heartbeat because that lineup is absolutely fucking stacked. Okay, some other news I wanted to mention um, from EDM Maniac. You guys, they I, I can't remember if I mentioned this last week, so I'm sorry for repeating this, but unfortunately, we are still in the middle of a pandemic and it is a huge issue worldwide. And the Netherlands, um, unfortunately, had to cancel all of their festivals until September. So again, just a reminder that we're still in this. And it's still a huge issue and we're lucky to have events in the United States because in Europe um, they're continuing to having continuing to have cancellations, which is extremely unfortunate. And I feel for anybody who is not able to attend anything. So just wanted to mention that because there's a lot of big events. You've got like Mystery Land and Tomorrowland obviously was canceled. So some really, really hard hits to the live events industry over there. Okay, another news, like I said, very different experience. Um, Pollen, for some of you guys who don't know, is a platform. They put on different experiences. So they had two come out that I thought were really interesting. Um, They announced for February 17th to the 21st, which is my birthday weekend. So this would be amazing. Um, Diplo is doing a higher ground trip. It's going to be in Cabo. So it's Diplo and Friends headlining shows, uh, an international lineup, higher ground 80s themed pool party, boat parties, morning yoga, and obviously luxury accommodations. Um, That's going to be in Cabo Cabo San Lucas again, February 17th to the 21st really cool experience. Um, They also announced a Halloween show. So Pollen is producing Paradise Trippin' Halloween in Las Vegas, um, October 28th to November 1st. Um, And it looks like it's going to be house music, which is incredible. You've got Alan Fitzpatrick, Amemi, I'm sorry, I just butchered that, Ame, 
Me? What? Archie Hamilton, Damian Lazarus, Hotson 82, Jamie Jones, Kaz Jones, Latmum, Latmum, uh, Loraline, Layla Benitez, Lee Burridge, Luciano, Maya, Jane Coles, Richie Ahmed, Wheats, and Yulia, Nico, plus more to be announced. Incredible. I don't know where this is going to be, but this is obviously Jamie Jones. Um, company or brand is called paradise so this is his show that he's putting on it says the experience includes a four-night hotel accommodations um house and techno headliners pool parties immersive club experiences and more so that's really cool if you guys want a halloween trip um okay other festival news we have electric zoos stage by stage breakdown for each of the days so if you guys are planning to attend definitely check it out on their website um you can see all the different stage takeovers and i believe they are in order i think of how they're going to be performing so i don't know if it's like a hint at the set times but just so you're aware those are all out there um some conflicts i already saw i'm glad i, I don't have to deal with that Okay, last but certainly not least, um, I did mention, I think, in a previous episode that Imagine Music Festival um, had to drop out uh, LPGOE, John Summit, and Mize, I think it was. So John Summit was playing a pool party at Imagine, so they had to replace him, and they announced that Medusa will be the headliner for that pool party, which 10 out of 10 recommend, you guys. I've seen Medusa twice now, and he's fucking awesome. So that is going to be absolutely incredible. Um, And that is the Sunday pool party on September 19th. So you can buy tickets to that now if you guys want to attend. And with all that being said, you guys, that's all the news. Um, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Definitely let me know your thoughts and opinions on the structuring, the new artist highlight segment, my guests, like any suggestions you guys have, let me know. Um, I am going to be doing a solo episode next week all about what how we all got into EDM. So that's going to be really cool. And again, check out the masterclass happening next Monday, August 9th at 8 p.m. Eastern with my girl Vibe with Aid. Um, if you are, have any interest in becoming a content creator in the festival community, I highly recommend checking it out. We're going to be packing that full of a ton of information um, and helpful tips. So I think that's all I've got for you guys. Um, one ask that I will put out there because it means a ton to me if you could recommend this podcast to a friend just share a link or make this your instagram stories and tag at rave culture cast i will always reshare you guys and i really really appreciate you spreading the word because that's how we get this podcast out there in the world and so more people can discover it and join this community so thank you guys so much for being supportive as always i can't wait to meet you all at a festival it's going to be amazing and with all that being said i will be back next wednesday with a new episode bye guys (laughs) 